Wen and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wen or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wen for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my wonderful co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, Kate. Hey, Wynne. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm really well, thanks. Um, We had a really long chat before this. 40 minutes or so ago was when Kate and I said hello. We've been catching up over what's been happening in the past week in our lives. And also to chat about what ideas we might have for today, of which um, we drew a bit of a blank until we thought of potluck. Now, potluck is something that I went to a potluck night at um, someone's house in Los Angeles about five years ago, and I hadn't really realized what that meant, is that each person, each guest would take along a dish of something, an appetizer or a main course or a or a dessert that would be had for dinner. I had no idea because potluck, um, where I'm from, it, it isn't that. It's just chance, right? You just put your hand in a in a thing, and whatever prize you get, you get that, or you get a number or something, which then relates to a prize. This does not have food in it. So the potluck that Kate and I thought of earlier on was a book that we both love, and it's the one book that is always on my desk here in my office at home, The Missing Link by Sydney Bex. And um, I, I first read this back in late 2012, and I didn't get it at all. I didn't like it, I didn't understand it, and I set it aside. And then about five years later, I looked at it again and I thought, this is brilliant. What a great book. Nothing had changed in the book. The book was identical, but my um, my appreciation of it was totally different, which was really lovely to notice. And it's, it's one that I read out to a number of clients and read with a number of clients where we would have a session for an hour and I might read for 15 minutes and 15 minutes of this book takes you a long way into it. It's probably about one tenth of the book can be done in that amount of time. And then we chat about what Sydney Banks wrote and what meaning we've derived from it, what we think it means and what we see for ourselves. So, Kate and I had this idea that maybe we would do that, but I wouldn't read for 50 minutes, just maybe one little chapter. And then we'd reflect. Oh, before you, before you do that, though, 
I must know, did you show up to this party without anything, any food? I did, but I went, <laughs> but they knew that that would be the case because I mean, I don't have a kitchen where I was staying. I was no. in a hotel. So I think, I think I stopped off and I, I took some champagne or something. Well, there you go. You're not empty handed. Not empty handed. Although I might be wrong about that too. I'm not really, <laughs> not really sure. I might be wrong. The look on your face is like, no, I don't think I did that. <laughs> yeah. I just remember it was a Friday night and, uh, Dang. I didn't know them. So I'm pretty sure I've taken something. <laughs> pretty sure I've taken something. Maybe a, a load of soft drinks that I would have had, and maybe a bottle of champagne or something um, for the host. All right, well, or let's try night. your type of potluck, the British potluck. Well, yeah. So this isn't, so this potluck was literally what's going to happen. And if you're watching on the video, if you're watching on YouTube, then you can see I, I am going to be flicking through this book, The Missing Link. And then Kate's going to say stop. And where where Kate says stop, I'm going to stop, and that's going to be the bit that we read out, which is um, not what potluck is here in the UK either, but it's what the Under the Noise um, Summer of 2023 potluck is. Oh, okay. So how about that? Let's do this. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Stop. No, you... Okay, do well, it again. Do it again. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, we've just finished the book. And... <laughs> <laughs> I did it, but you didn't hear me. It's a very short episode. So here it is, the back of the page, the back okay. of the book. Dedications. All right, let's do it. Okay, one more time. Stop. Oh, okay. And if you've got a copy of this, um, you can play along at home, as they say, and you can read along. Unless you're in the car, you're driving. Not, not the smartest move that you might make today, so you're excused from that. So I'm going to read out um, the page that Kate got me to stop on, which is page 99. And if I remember, it's the same page number, whether you've got the paperback version or the um, or the hardback version that I'm reading from here. Uh, page 99 of The Missing Link, and it's Living in the Now. It's also a very nice um, place to have stopped on. Living in the Now. Through the centuries, the wise have told us to live in the now. This is why I say to you, the past is a ghost that cannot be held in the palm of your hand. The future cannot be grasped, no matter how desirable or enticing it may appear. Nor can the present be held, no matter how beautiful or exciting. I'm going to read that again. Living in the now. Through the centuries, the wise have told us to live in the now. This is why I say to you, the past is a ghost that cannot be held in the palm of your hand. The future cannot be grasped, no matter how desirable or enticing it may appear. 
nor can the present be held, no matter how beautiful or exciting. And we'll both share our reflections on what meaning we make from that. I'm going to ask you to go first. <laughs> the great thing is with this as well is because of whatever meanings we make from it, what we make of it, we can't be wrong, which is also a nice thing to know. So I've thought about the present moment a bit in the last couple of weeks. There's been a lot of transition and I can tell that there's a belief that I have that the busier I am, the less connected and present I am. And I notice the belief showing up. And I also notice that at one time that might have been true for me. Mm -hmm. But I don't honestly know if that's the case. Like somehow being present, being in the now, very aware of what's going on somehow can exist with having a lot on and doing a lot. At least that's the that's the kind of belief that I can I see that I'm running into. I see that I've reached. And yet reality doesn't really look like that when I'm in it. Like when I'm actually in the present moment and I come back, that's not at all what reality looks like. And I realize I'm in a, an old belief, an old story again. That was one thing that occurred to me. Um, the second thing that occurred was, you know, this this idea or belief that um, things are so like, if you're, if you find yourself, like he said, in a moment that's wonderful and exciting. I can't remember his exact words, exciting and something. Maybe beautiful. Maybe beautiful and exciting. I can't remember the present moment. How desirable or enticing it may appear. Uh, oh. Ah, no, nor can the present be held, no matter how beautiful or exciting. Beautiful and exciting. Because as soon as you try to grab onto it, so it doesn't change, you're not in the present moment anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I've been listening lately to a couple of, and a lot of the people that, that knew Sid, that learned under Sid, you know, we've had on the show on previous episodes. But I've listened to a few from some of the people that that learned under Sid about the principles. And they speak so much about how, you know, little talking he did about the principles to them and how much he appreciated life and the small things, 
the little things that so often I think go unnoticed so that anyone meeting him, if they didn't understand what he was talking about, <laughs> these three principles, they would see that somehow he's just genuinely enjoying his life. And I think for a lot of people, they kind of put that out there as this thing to attain, right? That the where they'd like to be. And so they're just naturally attracted to people that that seem to just simply and authentically enjoy their life, whatever it looks like. And I think that that's what they are talking about in these things that I listen to, where you're not doing the principles, you're living the principles. And I think from what little I know about Sid, that's what he was doing. I don't know, those are just the things that occurred to me when you read it. How about you? In response to, to what you just shared, there's a, a lovely part of at least one of the recordings of Sidney Banks and where he says, if you're listening to this tape, because in those days they were tapes as opposed to then they became CDs and now a digital file. If you're listening to this tape and you get a good feeling, wind down the window of your car and throw the tape out the window. Now, he didn't really mean to do that, but figuratively it was everything you need is in the feeling that you've got. That's what I made of that. And to me, I remember when I was first being uh, taught the three principles and I was really trying to intellectualize the theory of the principles and realizing eventually that me wanting to do that was getting in my way. I didn't know that for quite a while. And even when I did know it, it didn't help for a while. Because then I just got frustrated about what, is, what do you mean you can't get what? Because it was just a very different way of me listening. Because I was still trying to listen with my intellect as opposed to something deeper that would resonate through every part of my mind. Not just my analytical mind, but every part of it. But I wouldn't let it in because I was thinking it out of existence. I think that passage of page 99 about living in the now what would it because it, it says so much i mean in a way that's everything right there in three or four little sentences in my mind because a lot of us um, okay i'll speak from first hand i have often been dragging myself through hell over something that either i did or someone else had done or just a thing that happened in the past, not realizing that that's just a ghost, not realizing how it really works. And how much of my time I was thinking ahead into the future, either worry or a desire and forgetting that life is always happening now. 
and I would spend very little of my time appreciating the now because I'd be in my head in the past or in my head in the future. And I think what, what it's reminding me of, of me having a little bit more respect for my mind being quieter, nowness hits me more now because I'm not chasing the past away or running into the future or running away from the future or running away from the past in my mind. And last week, two weeks ago, I woke up looking out of a window in a, of a friend's house and looking out at this view at about six six thirty in the morning and just being in awe of this view and the very quiet house and a very quiet time and a very quiet mind that I was in. And I remember thinking, I want to remember this. And it was like I bookmarked it. So here I am, pretty much two weeks later, living in a ghost of that memory from that morning. A very happy ghost. And I think I could only have that memory now of that happy ghost because I was breathing in the moment. I remember back in, let me think what the year was. I'm not sure what the year was, but it might have been 2012 when I was just starting to learn a little bit about the three principles and I was probably three months in. And I was in a rugby game, Wales were playing France. So I guess I could look it up to know exactly what the year is, but who cares, right? I remember being there with my brother and I think two of my nephews. About 40 minutes before the game, we were sitting and all standing by, by our seats in the stadium. And it was a big deal, this game, right? Because the winner takes all to, to be the champions of Europe in, in rugby for that, for that year. And, and um, both teams, I think, had won four or four at that point. And that was the, the fifth and final game. And, and to win all five is a big deal. Because you could win the championship by, by not beating everyone, but to win against everyone kind of a big deal it's called the grand slam not the same as the baseball grand slam but the grand slam of beating every other um the top flight of the european rugby playing countries i remember telling my brother we were just like going there i'm feeling really nervous and i was going isn't this great and he said i feel terrible i said yeah but what a privilege to feel like this before a game because the number of times we've been there and wales has been struggling in the 80s and the 90s and and then, yeah, in 2005, 2008, 2012, we won the Grand Slam. So now I'm pretty sure it was late March of 2012. And I remember embracing the moment in that point, even though I was feeling really tense and tense through the game because it was very close until the very end. And really enjoying the experience of it as opposed to wishing for the game to start then wishing to win then wishing for the game to end to actually enjoy the fact of the experience that was that was fresh for me because here we are you know 11 years later and i can remember it i wasn't doing what what was said here nor can the present be held no matter how beautiful or exciting I wasn't holding on to the moment, but I was embracing it. 
that feels very different for me. And a lot of the clients um, that I work with, there's been a few that have had post-traumatic, um, what's called post-traumatic um, stress disorder. But anyway, it's called lots of different things in different parts of the world. But an event has happened in the past that's been traumatic, and then how do they get over it? And there's been lots of different schools of thought about the best way of doing that for people. And to me, if the only thing anyone ever knew was the past is a ghost that cannot be held in the palm of your hand, and it's memory brought to life by thought and now thought about a past experience that's a ghost, then that, that can be completely healing. It can be completely healing. I've seen people heal from incredibly traumatic experiences in their past by simply understanding that in front of my eyes. And at the same time, the notion of being anxious and worried about the future and scared of what's next, for them to understand as well, the same mechanism works about a future thought, which is, you know, a future ghost, as opposed to a past ghost that it's all being made up right now. It's a now thought about something that hasn't happened and may or may not, but we're still feeling it now. And again, as soon as anyone sees that, then their relationship with that feeling is, can be really different. Doesn't mean the feeling goes away. Doesn't mean that we won't feel anxious, but it does open the door to having a different relationship with anxiety. And in that moment, it's seen an awful lot more for what it is. So it's funny that you said stop and page 99 open, because to me, I mean, that, that offers hope, in my opinion, to so many things for so many people. And I was the first in my mind that had to see that for myself when I get wound up about the future, which I do. And when I'm tearing myself about, up about something that happened in the past or dredging something into something up about the past and feeling bad about it now, it happens. It happens. And understanding a little bit about what Sydney Banks was pointing at there, that's been a life changer. So that's what comes to mind for me. I had just thought about, you know, the things to your point that have affected people in the past and how we bring it forward into the present with our thought. So even if, say, something in the past happened where it was beyond our control and maybe somebody did something, right? Or we lost someone. And in the present moment, we're bringing that pain back ourselves through thought. And I imagine that some people listening to that might wonder, oh, I'm doing it to myself then. Right? So maybe somebody did something and it happened. It's, you know, that's what will happen. But now I'm doing it to myself. And there's this 
this place when you actually see the truth that you are actually through your thought experiencing that thing happening again. Although this time we're doing it. That yeah. it's like, well, I'm doing it. How do I stop doing it? Yeah. Oh, it's my fault. I'm making myself feel this way. And now we've just added all this new thought onto it. Now it's guilt and shame and, and it's spiraling and But if we're able just to like sit in the knowing of that, of how things work, knowing that innocently we're doing it all the time. And I stress that word innocently because <laughs> it's just how we work. Yeah. to sit in it without taking it to the next step and adding more thought of our own responsibility or culpability in that. Yeah, we're no more at fault for that than an elephant is for having a trunk. That's what just came to my mind is that there's no blame, fault or There's nothing personal in that. That's how thought works in a human being in the same way as elephant has a truck. Humans have thought that look real. And I think it's the same as when we're in our thoughts and we're thinking about really beautiful moments yeah. from the past. We don't sit around and blame ourselves for making ourselves feel good. Right. <laughs> right. We don't give ourselves the credit for that. Look how brilliant I am. I've created this amazing, wonderful feeling. I'm feeling right now. I'm doing it. It's me. I'm doing that. We don't, I don't know if we do that either, but it's the same. Oh, it's it's the same as the way that it works, whether it's a pain from the past or a good feeling or a good memory. Yeah. But it's cool when you start to see it, that that's just how it works. Or maybe I should even say, remember, because at some level we get this. You know, we had um, one of our guests on the show was Claire Shoots, And she spoke, you know, in detail that I'm not telling people things that that they don't know because at some level it's been happening our whole lives in this way that we have thought we feel it in our bodies that thought and then we experience it and so when you know when we have these conversations with people it's not that we're sharing something new that they don't know I'm almost like, oh, I knew that. You know, like there's part of us that just always will resonate with that truth, I think. Mm -hmm. It's cool just to be with it when you really start to see how it works. Or when you've known this and you've heard this and talked about it for years and then something happens and then you're like, oh, 
and it's still happening all the time. Oh, yeah. I I see that. Yeah, but we don't see till we see. Yeah, it's cool. It's very cool. It's a heck of a capacity that we have to be able to do that. Feel things that aren't happening now. It's magical. It doesn't always feel great. It's still magical. When you get to feel things that aren't happening now. What? You've been listening to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts here with Wynn Morgan. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them. And if you have suggestions for topics or you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us. Thanks so much. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.